Live from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, and welcome to Ask an Engineer. It's me, Lady Ada, with me, Mr. Lady Ada, and we're broadcasting live from the Adafruit headquarters in downtown Manhattan. This is where we do all of our kitting and manufacturing and shipping. That's right, we are an advanced manufacturing facility. Some call it advanced manufacturing, at least. That's what we were told to mention that we are, because that's how uh, New York City considers us. So we keep saying, like, main New York City, but that's, uh, that's old speak. This is new speak. new speak, advanced manufacturing right But now. it's happening here in this factory, which is right behind us. It's mm -hmm. quiet right now because everyone's at home uh, resting, getting ready for, uh, I don't know, maybe they're going out tonight. But what we're going to do is we're going to have fun for the next hour. It's going to be us and you, the maker, hacker, engineering community, and we're going to talk about what's going on, all the latest news, more, and discount codes. Speaking of which, Mr. Ledato, what's on tonight's show? On tonight's show, the code is Pico, 10% off the Native Fruit Store all the way up to 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time or when I remember to turn off. The code just gets you 10% off anything in stock, plus you'll get free stuff and more. We'll talk about that later on as we start the show. We'll talk about our Adafruit Live series of shows, including Show and Tell, which we just wrapped up. Time travel, look around the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. Our new segment, it's already a hit, it is... Chip shortage, we'll talk about the chip shortage and what we can't get, and uh, maybe we can um, work on fixing that. Some retro tech, we went to an event, it was super cool. From the mailbag, your letters, emails, tweets, and more to us, help wanted from jobs.adafruit.com. You could post your skills up, or if you're an employer, you can find cool people to work for your company, jobs.adafruit.com. We'll talk about some advanced manufacturing made right here in New York City. Couple projects from Noam Pedro with 3D printing, INMPI, new products, top secret. We'll answer your questions. We do that over on Discord, adafruit.it/discord, where you can join all 34,000 of us. All that and more on you guessed it. Ask an engineer. Bam. Okay, lady. So let's pay some bills so we can pay people with all the skills here. Mm -hmm. Pico is the code. What do they get for free? Ooh, we do have freebies if you order from Adafruit.com, which helps support us and all the making and hacking and open sourcing that we do. I'll uh, give you some freebies. $99 or more, you get a free Permaproto half-size breadboard. This uh, PCB is great for taking your... Uh, solderless breadboards and making them more permanent. That's the perma in the proto. 149 or more, you'll get a free STEM QT board. We have a range of different boards available. If you make an account, uh, we'll send you a different sensor or a breakout each time. Great for like experimenting with new devices you've maybe not tried before. And then 199 or more, you get free wow. UPS ground shipping in right. the continental United States. That's fine. I got well, we had the, well, yeah, but you had the one image that has everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, don't forget to two-factor authenticate your account. Do it that now. way you can get a Raspberry Pi. Yes. Um, we're releasing Raspberry Pis every single week. And um, to do that, you just need a verified account and a two-factor authenticated account that allows you to fairly get a Raspberry Pi. So far, it's worked out. People have been able to get Raspberry Pis who haven't been able to get them for months, if not a year. It's just one piece of uh, the filtering and checking we do to make sure that makers and hackers and engineers and students are getting Raspberry Pis, because we know. I don't know if you knew, but there's a chip shortage. There is. <laughs> okay, we do a bunch of live shows every single week. Um, our live series of shows th today, uh, we just wrapped up Show and Tell. Thank you, Noah and Pedro, for doing Show and Tell. And uh, we're gonna, we were wrapping up the show here, so we're going to watch it as soon as we get home on YouTube or wherever. Uh, you can watch it wherever, but yeah. usually on YouTube. 
Uh, and that's every single Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Then on Sundays, we do from the Disc of Lady Ada. And this week, we had kind of a few things going on. What was on Disc of Lady Ada this week? Mm. Um, well, we had a triple banging show. Um, uh, first up, we did INMPI because last Wednesday was still jam-packed. Uh, we couldn't get to it during the show. Um, so we instead covered INMPI on Sunday where we uh, talked about uh, Inno Senti uh, UART radar, which is kind of neat because it actually does all the radar sensing for you and pumps out a UART signal. And we, we included um, a photo of Mike Valentine, uh, famous for his Valentine radar detectors. We also did a great search where I, sh uh, I searched for 0402 RF capacitor kits, uh, and I found a really good one that I have ordered. Uh, it'll help me uh, tune my antennas much better. Um, a lot of 2.4 gigahertz antennas need a couple of passives just to get that tweaking right. And uh, you wanna have a nice range of capacitors available uh, to try different values. Finally, we showed a whole bunch of photos uh, from our trip to um, VCF East. We're going to show that later on the show and, tonight. Well, we also had it on this. Yeah. So, well, more, more of that, but if you want to see even more photos, yeah. check out the Great Search. That, that's the lady. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I talked about the Great Search. It was the capacitor kit. Sorry. Yeah, we had a little bit of everything. I did ever. I did so much. I was, even oh, I'm overwhelmed, but we did the capacitor search. Okay. Um, JP's product pick of the week. We do this every single week on Tuesdays. Uh, next week we're skipping, so you'll just see JP's show on Thursday, but here is this week's highlight from product pick of the week. The DVI breakout. I've soldered on my Pico and my DVI breakout. It has that HDMI compatible connector right there. I've also added a little reset button and an, uh, a little LED and a resistor there. And you can see all my wiring is underneath here, and that's just running all of these pins to their data pins as well as ground on the Pico. Go ahead and plug that in. And there you can see we've got a delightful demo of a bunch of sprites. So here we have Phil, Lamore, Lars, and I've also got a little Raspberry Pi, sort of a goth version of the Raspberry Pi logo going there. Perfect for doing experimentation. It's also obviously great for uh, entertaining screensavers. There's a bunch of demos. It is the DVI breakout for the Pico RP2040 with HDMI connector. And JP's workshop is Thursday. And uh, here's a little bit of a highlight from the show. This is the, the, the bouncing head thing. Um, I wanted to, to wonderful. do a little recap Not on that. Not creepy at all. And tune in for CircuitPython Parsec every single week. I'm not going to play the highlight this week because we got a bunch of stuff to get through on the show, but it is every single week. Speaking of every single week, we've got Deep Dive with Tim, Foamy Guy, every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific. Watch it. Learn from it. Learn all the innards of Circuit Python. It's a great place to ask questions. Yeah. So if you can't go to an event like PyCon, which we'll be talking about, this is the next best thing. All right, time travel. Let's look around in the world of makers, hackers, artists, and engineers. Um, just a little bit of reminder. Uh, as you know, we're dealing with chip shortage, so it's our seasonal <laughs> Adabox 
Um, we were trying to do like a winter one, and then it turned into winter spring, and now it's spring. So we hopefully will be shipping pretty soon. We'll see how that goes. Um, but thanks for hanging in there. We don't charge credit cards or charge you until it ships. So don't worry about that, but we're still hoping to get this out in springtime. We're very close, but you know, need to get odds and ends to ship out thousands of beta boxes because there's a chip shortage. And speaking of... This week's chip shortage, the chips that we need are from Microchip. Microchip, we need these chips. <laughs> we need <laughs> Lady, what, what chip specifically are we looking to get? Okay, Do so we need? this week I'm looking for some at SAMD 51 J19s in a QFN format. Uh, and we even ordered these. I was going to say, did, did we plan ahead? I, we did plan ahead. How we, long ago did we order these? We ordered these 7721. That's the, 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 if you look at the PO number at the top. So I think that's what, uh, July 7th, yeah. 2021, we ordered 8,000. Um, those have been bumped. We might get them in September, but we are, we're running oh, out now. Well, so I looked, on, I looked on Microchip's site, yeah. and, it, and you can look at the part, and, uh, when you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zoom in. Um, let's say if you were to order it on Microchip's site now. Yes. Out of stock. May 2023. So that's a, that's a year from now. Did I mention this ship shore is going to be another 18 months? It's going to yeah, be another 18 months. Yeah, your, your estimate seems to be pretty spot on. So then I went to DigiKey. I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe DigiKey has uh, some insights when you these cannot, chips will be in. You cannot even back order them. That's how no. bad it is. Okay, so wh what do we use these in? We use these in stuff like the Pi badges. We actually have a lot of teachers and students who want to use these with MakeCode, and we can't get them. Um, yeah. pie badges and Fair so it's nice. a little sad we have a lot of people who want them but we just don't have any chips Can't get it um, also the edge badge um, yeah and um, we have some of these we, all that we M4s, had but soon it'll be gone yeah basically we had some left over and and we prioritized the feather m4 because that was you know what the most makers are using um, we had to just make a decision on what to get made but I would really love to get um, some pie badges and then we're gonna run out of the feathers pretty soon okay. if we don't get a refill Okay, on those so this is when you look in the camera and you say to, I, I think it's, uh, Mr. Microchip. It's Micro D Chip. Micro, like, micro D Chip. It's the CEO. <laughs> CEO Micro D Chip, please send us, some, please allocate us some Sam D51 J19s. We could really use Two them. for the children. We, we want to get these to students and kids. Believe me, I'm not, um, I'm not smoking them. I'm, I'm not like diving into a pool full of chips. Um, I don't use them for skincare. Um, I'm using them to make dev boards that students, makers, and engineers are using to learn about um, Atmel slash microchip parts. Yeah. Uh, so please, 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 please send us some chips. All right. And Even like a reel of 4,000 would really, it would get us until maybe September when we get that 8,000 coming in. All right. So uh, that's our... That's our screaming into the void. Not we'll see how it goes. Not too proud to beg All for right. chips. That's me. All 
All right, and for those of you who have uh, engineering jobs and you're in meetings and everything, because I saw this in the chat, we put this video, just a standalone intro, on YouTube. So you can just play this in your meetings when someone says, why isn't that thing done yet? And you just say, it's a chip shortage, it's a chip shortage. We have had Every people, we, we have had customers say, well, can you get this to me in less than six months? And I'm like, I would love to. And they're like, isn't there, can you check in the back? No, there's no back. <laughs> yeah. Can you talk to a manager? Nope, that's not going to help. <laughs> All right, mailbag. A um, few things. What's new? Okay, a few things. Uh, someone had asked, hey, like, I want to use your songs. Can I download your songs? Can I find your songs? Yep, Adafruit, uh, sorry, soundcloud.com slash Adafruit. We put these up. So um, you can download them. You can use them. We put a license on it so you can just uh, credit us. That's all you got to do. And then um, here's a nice email that we received. Thank you again for everything, specifically the contributions of Adafruit to the open source community and normalizing media maker. It's refreshing to see someone being successful making things in the US, let alone New York City. Aww. Okay, we got some retro stuff this week. This week's retro is gonna be a little bit different because we went to an event. We went to a whole retro. <laughs> yeah, we went to the Vintage Computer Festival East in Belmar, New Jersey, and uh, I took 273 photos and I shot a little bit of video and I thought what I would do is just give you a taste. Um, I, I linked to, and I'll put it in the chat, I guess, um, where you can just check out all these photos on whatever platform you're on. I tried to put it in a few different formats in a few different ways because there's no like best way to look at photos. Usually people have their own ways of looking at photos. So um, here is just like, one of the ways and you could see from vacuum tubes to uh this is kind of cool this was uh there's a teletype teletype with spock it's kind of cool univax and um collection of historic mice it goes on and on and on and on and on yes and on so on there's on. like five museums plus there's even more uh, all yeah. at once, there's a historical computer museum, there's a historical you like cray? You uh, cray? radio. Yeah, they have a Cray, they have uh, an Apple Lisa, which I actually never have seen before, I only saw photos. Um, yeah. Apple Threes, they have an original Pong machine. You need some survival machine. crackers? We got they survival, survival crackers. survival crackers. Um, survival toilet. And then we also went to the um, radio broadcast museum, and that mm -hmm. was a lot of fun. Um, there was a jammer museum, and uh, some of the cool things, never saw it coming, electronic warfare, jamming. Our way That's right. Front. I'm a patriot, Phil. Yeah. Um, and then there's things like, you know, this is just from a old computer, back to the future stuff. And uh, the list goes on and on and on and on. So I thought what um, I would do is play a little highlight video that we had. So I'm going to play this right now. It's about, you know, three minutes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Well, you can't, you can't hold oh, there you go. Very simple device. Oh, right. Well, that's awesome, uh, Neil. I also own a TS520. It's not the... I don't know if it's the SE or not. Bring. Bring. Have it ready for a while. But that's one of the better rigs getting me around the I will say, hopefully that will be with this. Hardest to get the Perkins away. If I had to take all of the... All to finish off. Hi, Dad. Are you here? <laughs> week retro and if you're wondering um you know why we do all this stuff is uh we know there's a lot of folks who can't make it to these events because of geography or who knows or they didn't know about them and uh we get asked like what inspires y'all what uh what type of things and a lot of times when um i look through the lens of a of a camera i try to imagine the people that uh might enjoy it and a lot of them are watching right now. So I hope you enjoyed this. I'll continue to take photos and things as we uh, share and explore all the cool things out there. And you can learn a lot from uh, all of the achievements of the past. And we're here because of all the work that folks did uh, for decades now. And it was really neat to see this collection in one spot. So uh, hopefully we'll go back next year. And uh, I think things will be a little bit easier to get around. So I hope to see some of you there as well. Okay. Up one.
All right, we have jobs.adafruit.com, and over there you can post your skills if you're a maker looking for a gig, or if you're a company, which a lot of folks are who post there, you can uh, publish your job. We review them, so it doesn't go up instantly. We make sure there's nothing sketchy or scammy or anything like that. So the New York Historical Society is looking for an AV content coordinator, and the Carroll County Public Library is looking for an exploration commons manager. Both of these are pretty good gigs. These sound really fun. So check them out on jobs.adafruit.com. Python on hardware time. All right, there is a bunch going on. So for Python on hardware this week, I'm just going to jump right in and talk about some of the things that's in the newsletter. Go to adafruitdaily.com, sign up for the newsletter. There is a new microbit Python editor that's in beta. This is really good, and this is kind of where I thought a lot of uh, educators um, would not only want to go, but it seems like where things are going. So um, the Microbit Educational Foundation has their new Python editor. You can check it out. Um, they're going to release it to the community. You can um, give them feedback right now. And the idea is it'll make learning Python and or just computer science in general a little bit easier. There's a lot of Microbits out there, so check it out. And if you're a teacher or an educator, um, now's your chance to put in some feedback. Uh, Tom's Hardware has a review of the Pimeroni Servo 2040. They use CircuitPython for that. Um, you can check out the CircuitPython online IDE for classes. This is uh, one that you can use in a classroom setting online. You don't have to download anything. And there's new updates now where uh, each student gets their own username. Um, and then the instructor can check out what the students are doing why they're doing it. And you can uh, review that on GitHub. And it was accepted to the American Society for Engineering Education 2020 conference. Um, I'm going to skip over to some of the very specific CircuitPython news, because there is a bunch. But if you want all the MicroPython news, all the CircuitPython news, all the so Python, hardware news, Python hardware news, it goes on and on and on An and on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Um, so specifically to CircuitPython this week, uh, PyCon, the team is there. You can say hi to Melissa, Katni, and Jepler. They're running some sprints, some classes, bunch of stuff. Uh, and if you can't make it, you can probably poke around on our GitHub repo and check out what they're doing there. And then on Twitter, um, we have a CircuitPython community. You can join. Just check out the Adafruit profile on Twitter. And we moderate the community. So that's one of the new tools that are inside Twitter. Probably need it more soon the upcoming changes of Twitter. Um, but it's uh, kind of a real time, like here's some things, here's some questions, here's some stuff that people are working on. I'd say it's not as one-on-one -on -one as Discord, but if you're someone who's really into Twitter or if you just want to share your projects, that's also a good way. And when you're in the CircuitPython community on Twitter, those messages only go to the people that are in it. It doesn't go outside that, but then those could be uh, shared. So we have a little code of conduct for it that you just have to hit OK that allows us to make sure, like, hey, this is, like, a nice place for nice folks. Um, you know, be excellent to one another is kind of, it's kind of the vibe there, too. So check it out. And if this is something you want to join, come on by. Be sneaky. And then uh, we have a new release of CircuitPython. It's a beta. Yeah. It's, uh, beta 2. Yeah. So I guess the, um, I don't know, the big news that I think is the CircuitPython merge uh, with 
Microphone. That was done a while ago. The the latest stuff is um, Jeplo worked on a lot of oh, RP right. twenty forty because this is the beta two. Yeah, so yeah, yeah a lot. sorry. This is like you know all these changes. But the latest thing that recently came in was floppy I/O, some tile grid work. Um, NeoPixel timing has been really improved. Uh, Dan Halbert worked on that, and then Jeplo worked on the RP twenty forty PIO. Um, we can do a lot more with PIO now, including. Um, looping with DMA. So um, some neat things that people couldn't do before you can now do with uh, our CircuitPython uh, assembler. Okay, all these delivered to your mailbox every single week, Adafruit Daily, and that is this week's Python on hardware. Yeah, I forgot we added the uh, MicroPython changes. We, we do time. that all the time, but it's just like, yeah. we've been adding little fixes since. Keep but adding. it's also important that we are up to date. With Test Python. it out. You're okay. not wrong. Well. Yeah. Well, you know, the reason why is because I was uh, corresponding with someone, and I, uh, the cool thing is that we're keeping the two cores, yes. the one core for the two Yes, two the, the language is, is now any, like, language improvements we're sharing and collaborating with, which is great. Um, but we're doing more, like, there's been a lot of little bug fixes. I mean, um, Scott's out, so we're not taking on any big projects, but we're doing a lot of, like, Stuff that's been bothering us for a while, you know, like this yeah. PIO thing. I was like, I really, there's a couple of PIO projects that we couldn't do um, because we didn't support, like, um, the, the, you know, the assembly didn't support looping. Um, but, you know, Jeplo was showing, I think, on Show and Tell that we can now do, uh, do dynamic servo programming by looping over um, data. We can also do, like, NeoPixel dithering. Other, like, some stuff that we couldn't do before. So, open source hardware, speaking of. Yes. Um, the summit was last week. They're putting up the videos. You can go to, you can just search for Oshawa YouTube and it'll take you there. And um, successful event. We sent some of our folks there. It was a virtual one and uh, we were a sponsor. So check it out. If you couldn't make it, it's okay. The videos are up now. Um, I just finished watching Alex Glow's talk and I have a few others to get through. Um, speaking of, we're an open source hardware company. We have 2,661 guides. Lady Ada, what's on the big board this week? Okay, we had a bunch of fun new guides this week uh, from JP. We've got the ESP hole ad blocker. Um, this is because we don't have the uh, Pi hole kit in stock. And a lot of people have been asking us, when are you going to get the Pi hole kit in stock? And I'm like, I can't get Raspberry Pi Zero Ws. But I realized, you know, if you don't need like the fanciest Linux computer based ad blocker, um, an ESP32 S2. Uh, will do the job quite nicely. Um, I found a great project online called ESP Hole, and I just made a couple changes to it to use the um, ESP32 S2, which has native USB and a file system uh, that we have access to in the TFT to display uh, the very useful information, which is the IP address um, of the, of the because you can't use MDNS because you don't have DNS, you have to, your DNS is DNS. So um, the display shows, um, you know, how many domains are being monitored and how many ads are being uh, NAD, uh, you say NAD to the ad. Um, and you can configure the host list and, um, you know, your, your Wi-Fi credentials and all that good stuff. So it's a really easy project. Uh, no soldering required with an ESP32 S2. Uh, no and Pedro also did a project. I wanted to do a demo showing the RP2040 with I2S audio um, and doing mixing and looping because I think folks didn't realize that we have this amazing capability of using high quality digital audio while looping audio, mixing in other audio. We have like a multi-track player in CircuitPython. So this soundboard shows how you can play like an engine sound in the background and then you can press the buttons to play honks. So we have yeah, a video. We'll play the video soon. Um, Liz uh, saw a member of the CircuitPython community. I can't remember who it was. I, I think 
it wasn't Les Pounder, it was somebody else who did um, a fun um, MIDI to USB converter with a cutie pie and we're like, oh yeah, that's right. Um, that's a good project and Liz has just did a big ass guide on MIDI. So um, I said, hey, why don't you show how to make a little MIDI adapter using a, a perf board for the cutie pies and Liz did that and more MIDI to come. Uh, and then we had an update to our uh, sharing a CircuitPython library. I think we fixed some typos and added some updates to the cookie cutter. Yeah, and I thought I'd play the uh, video that Liz made. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's advanced manufacturing time. We're that, that's us. Yeah. We're the advanced manufacturers. Yeah, we're manufacturing advanced things. And we'll, kill, we'll still say made in New York City because uh, this is across the street. This is the Disney headquarters. Lots of wind blowing in this time lapse. You could see the little, uh, the humans for scale. <laughs> and uh, that's it's what's gonna going on. It's going to be the on. new Disney. Uh, uh, yeah, they're moving from Florida up here right here. The uh, demilitarized zone. <laughs> Temporary autonomous zone. Yeah. All right, um, 3D printing, we have weekly videos that show you how to design, how to print, projects you can do, and more. We're going to play these back-to-back. -back. Um, 
this is the scooter video the lady was talking about. It's a little scooter sound. And then um, we've been watching Moon Knight and this uh, little speed up is from Moon Knight. Yes. You'll enjoy it. Hey, what's up folks? In this project, we're building a portable sound effects speaker for our scooter. You can make this portable soundboard that you can attach to any bike or scooter. This uses CircuitPython's audio mixing and looping features. So you can have an engine sound looping in the background and use the arcade buttons to mix in honking sound effects. Powered by the Feather RP2040, this uses an I2S amplifier for outputting high quality audio with a mini speaker. You can get the parts to build this project, links are in the description. With CircuitPython, you can easily make audio projects using the built-in audio libraries. With Audio Mixer, you can play multiple audio files together and output high-quality audio over I2S. With native USB support, you can drag and drop WAV and MP3 audio files like a USB flash drive. The parts to build the enclosure can be 3D printed in PLA filament and the files are free to download. These quick connect cables make it easy to plug in your favorite arcade buttons. Be sure to check out the learn guide for full step-by-step -step tutorial on building this project. The microcontroller and amplifier are secured to a 3D printed plate that slides into rails built into the case. These panel mounted arcade buttons press fit and are easy to swap out thanks to the quick connect cables. This rechargeable battery is fitted inside a custom holder that gets housed inside the enclosure. A latching button is mounted to the side cover and snap fits into the enclosure. The speaker is fitted into a cavity on the opposite end with the speaker grill fitting on top. A 3D printed clip is secured to the enclosure and can be attached to the frame of any bike or scooter. We hope this inspires you to check out CircuitPython for your next audio project. Thanks for watching and be sure to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. Don't forget every single Wednesday at 11 a.m. 3D Hangouts with No Page, where you can learn how to make all these things and more. Before we go off to INAPI, don't forget the code. Keep by Pico, 10% off an Adafruit store. Let's kick it with an INAPI. This week's Ion MPI brought to you by DigiKey Adafruit is AM Osram. AMS Osram. Well, AMS purchased Osram, so they're now a combo company. You get two for one. Uh, lots of optoelectronics. And this week, uh, the Ion MPI is optoelectronics based. It is the, hold on, let me get the exact part number. AS7038RB, which is an all-in-one uh, PPG, which is like phlegmiograph. It's pulse oximetry. 
and ECG and uh, temperature, skin temperature and GSR sensor. It's kind of this all in one amazing uh, combo sensor. It also looks so cool um, with this exposed uh, sensing element. Um, and it's designed for, you know, heart rate watches or um, uh, uh, workout uh, bands, you know, the ones that like usually they have accelerometer to, uh, oh, sorry, can you go back one? I didn't, yeah. I didn't mean to uh, tap you. You know, for sensors that uh, use the accelerometer to do like how many steps you've taken, but they also usually can measure your heart rate, they can measure your pulse oximetry, they can measure your skin temperature, uh, they can uh, measure how much you're sweating by using uh, GSR. Uh, so this is a uh, vital sign sensor. So what's neat is that, you know, usually you have those four sensors be done differently, you know, separately. Um, you know, usually, especially ECG or EKG is done separately than pulse ox. But this actually combines the two. You still need to have the contacts for the ECG, but the computation and the data capture is done on the sensor, which then uh, can filter everything and give you um, I2S data, uh, sorry, I2C data out. Um, so um, the thing that it does that you're most familiar with probably is, is pulse oximetry. Um, it, you know, by shining light through your skin, um, it can determine uh, how much uh, oxygenation you're getting of your blood with a little bit of calibration. Uh, you can calculate um, your SpO2, which is really important. Um, a lot of people have pulse oxes because if you have COPD, um, which is a very common uh, disease in America, or if you um, are COVID-19 positive and um, you, know, you have a bad reaction um, or you have uh, some immune compromise and so your um, cardiovascular system is affected, uh, your pulse ox is kind of the first thing that um, will tell you that you're in trouble. Um, and so that's what it looks like. It's, it, the, you know, the PPG is not quite the same as heart rate. I mean, you can kind of determine heart rate from it, but it's not quite ECG. ECG um, especially if you're using electrodes, you'll get like a really good electrical signal of the heart, which will uh, show you all the different waves. What you'll get out of PPG is just, um, you know, how much oxygen is in your blood and are you getting a good uh, pulse rate? So it's, it's, you definitely, ECG and pulse ox PPG are very similar, but they're, they're used for different things. Um, this is a gift that I saw from Wikipedia and it's just awesome because it actually shows the light um, that light isn't flashing. That's just like your your blood um, changing how much red light it lets through, and then you you know it's it's very extreme in this photo, and then you can see how that is converted and, and uh, read, um, and then turned into heart rate and uh, pulse oximetry data. Uh, so this is the uh, there's a couple uh, models. This is the seventy thirty eight uh, GB. Um, and you can see on the left, top left, there's the ECG amplifier. So you'll do need to have the uh, in positive, in negative, and in reference. There's, you know, you, some people can use their fingers or you can, of course, use electrodes. It'll get you the, the best signal. Um, there's uh, the LDO. Um, there is the optical front end that's connected to four photodiodes in the center. There's green, clear, and red, which, you know, you, you read that data and you can use that to do various calculations. Uh, there's also a generic ADC um, that can be used with an external NTC um, thermistor to do uh, temperature sensing. And then the other analog front end uh, can be used for GSR, which is used, you know, it's sort of like, it's galvanic skin response sort of tells you like how excited or active um, the person is. It's like an arousal state, um, which sounds much more exciting than it is. It's kind of like how active and how aware you are of your surroundings. If you're surprised, it usually spikes up. And if you're bored, it usually is quite low. Um, so it can, it can keep track of your, um, 
you know, attention span. Um, so this, you know, and all this comes into, um, you know, a filtering system and digital control sequencer uh, that you can see connects over I squared C with an interrupt pin. So it's a very lightweight sensor. It does a lot of work for you and then just gives you the, the basics over I squared C, which is nice. There's also another, oh, sorry, this is the hookup diagram. So you'll notice that you do need a couple passives. Um, and this version of the chip is very small. It does not include the emitter LEDs, which do need to be you know, a little bit far away from the sensor. So they're not in chip because you don't want to get inner reflections. So normally you'd have like a mechanical barrier uh, between the LEDs. And if you look at your smartwatch on the bottom, there's the sensor in the middle and then the LEDs, there's some plastic or epoxy that keeps them from um, lighting, you know, the, this, from the light bouncing within the sensor element. Uh, you can also see the GSR electrodes on the right and the NTC using the, those extra ADC inputs. Uh, and then the um, ECG um, electrodes on the left. And then, you know, connected to a host processor, which then usually has accelerometer and, you know, charge stuff. But it pretty much is all you need. Other than the accelerometer, it's all you need to make like a smart watch, health watch. Um, the other model, which I kind of dug, um, it's not the INMPI, but it's, it's like little sister, is the AS7030B. And this one is physically larger. I think it has the same um, 7038 GB inside of it, but it's like got this plastic case around it, um, which you can see is isolating that inner sensor. And then you see those three bumps, those are LEDs. So it's a little bit larger, um, but it basically looks like it's got the same sensor in the middle and then it's got the LED emitter. So this is more of like all in one. So I thought it would be handy if you're um, interested in the sensor, you might be interested in this variant. Uh, that center is the like big ass photodiode. Um, so there's a lot of green, there's a little bit of white and red. Uh, green is the most common color uh, that's detected because your blood's red. And so like, you know, green filters through quite well. Um, this is the optical front end. So what I thought was kind of nice is, you know, I remember like making, um, you know, kind of pulse ox and ECG types of circuits in class. And um, because I was learning analog in class, it was like you did this all in analog. Um, and ironically, it's much easier to filter a lot of these signals in analog because they're, they're analog signals and you can do a low pass, you can do a band pass, a high pass, whatever, uh, offset reduction. Um, but this, you know, what is nice is that, um, or rather what's frustrating is if you don't do the filtering in analog, it's, or the amplification filtering in analog, it's a real pain on the digital microcontroller side because the signals are very small, um, they're quite noisy, you know, as people move and they're, they're working out or they're walking or they're not, you know, they're holding their finger tightly or not, or they have um, a tan or they have darker skin, it can all be affected. But thankfully all of the switches and filters you might want are built in. Um, then you can configure them to, to get the, you know, based on your design and, and the person that you're measuring their biosignals, you can get a really good signal out. Um, and this is the uh, signal path for this kind of, I kind of like this. They show like, here's the different filters you can do. So there's the offset reduction, um, there's the low pass and there's the amplification. So um, what's nice is that you can uh, filter out the noise and then amplify the signal up. Um, so you're not amplifying the noise and then having, you know, getting any um, aliasing from that. Uh, and then this is the ECG circuit, which is a little bit simpler because it's like everyone's heart is kind of the same rate. So it's like, the bandpass is like, hey, your heart rate's probably going to be around this. So, um, you know, if it's over 
uh, you know, if the signal's over a certain frequency, you know, you know what you want and what you don't want. So it, this is, doesn't have as many switches with it, it looks like. There's also an eval board um, for this entire family, the AS7030 um, family. You can see the sensor in the top right. Um, the three golden pads are the ECG pads. Um, and you can actually put your fingers on them and you can, you can get a fairly good, not, you know, maybe medically accurate ECG signal. And then left, um, our favorite feather, it's a particle argon, which I really like that dev boards are starting to um, be feather compatible. So I might pick one up and try using it just with a, you know, feather M4 or something or RP2040. Um, but this is a nice IoT board, which has, of course, uh, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth ready to go. And they have um, some handy software. Uh, I like that, you know, look, it's Windows only and you have to use the eval board, but it shows you the graphs, the signal. It's really good if you want to tune like the, the hundreds of little tweaks that you can make to the design. Um, you can get it uh, to a really good state so you can um, launch with a, with a good stable signal. Um, what I thought was nice is they give you some values to start with. And um, you know, a lot of people remember we chatted about um, the paper that came out during COVID that was like, hey, a lot of pulse oxes aren't tuned for dark skin they'll actually give you incorrect readings. So what's nice is that they um, show you, hey, based on your finger or wrist, what um, values you should start with, and that'll help get more uh, correct values. Available on DigiKey, and it's in when, stock. We say, when we say available, we mean like you can get it. You can actually get it, it's in stock. So um, this, this sensor is available. Um, the family's available, there's also eval boards. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. I like these all-in-one sensors. Um, great if you're making, if you're making some like bio reading project, um, the sensor will kind of do everything for you. Yeah, someone said you could make a alarm that posts on the Facebook to let everyone that their heart stopped. Yeah, good. Yes, that's very morbid, but you absolutely could do that. <laughs> yeah, could have it do an if then this, uh, just turn, turn off the page, you know. Yeah. Done. Okay. I'm now, I'm now. Are you dead? Log off of Twitter. You know, nothing really dies. It just, you know, it's not created or destroyed. It just goes to another form. Yeah. Got to look at that way. Um, okay. And do you want to show anything on the overhead, or are we done with IONMPI? Well, I thought I could show the sensor real fast. It's, okay. it's quite small, but I could. That is small. It, I could show it. So that's the sensor. It's so tiny. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, so it's got the. Hold on. You can see the, the green element, that's the sensor on the top. And then on the bottom, you've got uh, all the pads for all the GPIO. So that's the, that's the sensor, the 7030 from AMS. All right, that's on MPI. All right, um, we're going to do new products, and then we'll do some top secret and some questions and more. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. I guess I have to remember to mention once in a while, you know, this is a live show. It's live. It's live. Sometimes folks are like, oh, maybe it's because of the high production values and more. It's live. You can't do this on pre-recorded video. They would, yeah. edit, they would edit this out in post. Yeah. They say, you can't poke. It's live video. You can't poke him. Yeah. <laughs> I shall poke. Okay, um, don't forget the code is Pico. We'll get to uh, top secret questions after this. Let's do some uh, new products, ready? Yep, let's go. All right, first up we have a revision. We have a revision. Um, so the Ultimate GPS, um, the, the Ultimate GPS was a wonderful 
uh, GPS module breakout that we made. And the company that originally made the GPS module stopped making it. So there's another company that started making it and they made two versions. Um, one is uh, the GPS version, which we still stock as PID 746. They also made an upgrade to the module, which um, supports uh, GLONASS, which is the Russian GPS system, and Galileo, which is the European GPS system. Um, GPS technically is the American system, the rest are called GNSS, which is like global navigation systems. Um, there's also Beidou, which I think is the Chinese system. It's not quite up and running yet, but this can be updated to do so. Basically, the, the RF system can support other uh, frequencies and, and readings of um, those other systems, which could be handy because if you are in a place where you might not, you know, maybe by chance at that time you don't have a lot of GPS satellites that are easy to read, you might be able to get Galileo signals or GLONASS signals, and, and you can still calculate location. They all kind of work on the same um, technique. So um, this uh, Ultimate GPS with the PA1616D, um, it's a little bit chunkier, but again, it supports those other networks uh, and it uses a little bit more power, about 10 milliamps more. But it has many more channels, 99 instead of 66, and it can uh, monitor many more satellites. So we have both versions. Next up. Okay, next up, we have more magnetic pin contacts. So these are super fun. You get two halves. Uh, and there's um, pogo pins basically, and then um, magnets, and I'll show demo over here. Uh, this version has straight pins um, in its point, uh, 0.1 inch spacing, so it's wonderful. You solder it into your perf board or whatever. Um, the, the, the pins aren't super long, but they do definitely go all the way through a standard FR4 116th uh, thickness PCB. And then uh, you've got this contact with five pins, which is, I find, a really good number because it can be USB or I squared C. Uh, and then if you try to plug it in backwards, it will repel. It is like the magnets. Cool. And do not let me do it. But then if I uh, flip it around, it will connect perfectly. And you'll get, um, you know, you can probably pass about an amp through each of these contacts. Uh, so good for power, good for signal, um, magnetic. We also have the right angle version. Let me get this up because I was zoomed in. Okay, thank you for, whoa. Okay, um, we have the right angle version, but this is the straight version. So we have, uh, you know, different uh, configurations. Okay, next up. Okay, these look similar, but they're not. They're not magnetic, but they are pogo pins that come on a grid, um, and this is handy because usually we sell pogo pins individual. Um, and these are kind of nice and long pogo pins, but they're available in two by three and one by, oh, can you just show the other one? One by nine. And um, they're also uh, 0.1 inch spacing. And so if you're hooking up like some sort of pogo pin test jig thing, and you don't want to like arrange the pads, you just want them to kind of like magically be in the right setup. Um, the plastic pieces hold them in place so that you get, uh, you know, all the pogo joy that you expect. Pogo, pogo, pogo. And then over here, pogo, pogo, pogo. Um, perfect for test jigs or quick connects or what have you. Um, but you don't have to do the alignment. It's all, all pre-aligned to 0.1 inch spacing. Next up. Okay. Uh, next we have two Pi Zero spy cams. So these are for the Raspberry Pi Zero. They have the smaller camera connector. And uh, we already carried one like 65 to 70 degree angle 
camera and some people asked us, hey, can you carry some wide angle lenses? And we're like, oh yeah, that's right. So this is 120 and then this one is 160 uh, degree range. So they plug into your Pi Zero, use them just like any, you know, version one Pi camera. I would work right now at the time of this videoing, I would recommend the legacy camera support because the new camera support's a little bit iffy. Um, and all the tools that we use uh, were legacy. But I can show, you know, I've got this hooked up to a Pi Zero. Frank. It is, I don't know why it says Frank. It's my camera, Frank. Yeah, I know. I think we should just name. Everyone, everyone wants to hang it with Frank, hold on. Here's my USB port, Steve. Okay, hold my on. My camera, Frank. So maybe you can. Uh... What do you want me to do? Okay, so this is the, hold on. This is backwards. No, this is front ways. So this is, okay, hold on, sorry. There's like five cameras and things going on here. I heard you like cameras. I got a camera so you can camera on your camera. Can you, uh, can you maybe hold the screen in yeah. place? Cause it's, I can't configure both things. I'll hold Frank. Okay. No, no, you're gonna control Frank. I am gonna control Frank. Uh, okay, it's so actually, that's. It's, it's Frank's monster, not Frank. Okay, so this is the, this is the camera. And so you can see it's very fisheye. Um, and this is the 160 degrees. So this is really good. So you're saying that the camera through a TFT, through a camera, through a TFT, through another camera. So the quality is a little bit better than you can see. It works. But you can see what it looks like. It's a very fisheye lens. So good for a security system, or if you want to like do like nature monitoring, or you just want to see like basically half of a room yeah. at once. Use Frank. You can use Frank, so hi. So it looks like I have a teeny head and a gigantic body. Yeah. Um, but when you tilt to the I actually finally look normal because I have a gigantic head in real life. <laughs> I do. It's a gigantic head. It falls. It makes me fall over. Yes. This is a little, this is a little freakish. Okay. 160. But the 120 is a little bit less intense. Okay. Um, and then the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our team, our community, our customers, and all the folks who make. And Frank. And Frank <laughs> is. On. Yes. This is the finally released Cutie Pie Pico um, ESP32. Um, so this is. Um, a cutie pie board, which is our like teeny, um, you know, it's not quite a trinket, it's a little bit larger. It's uh, the same pinout in shape as the uh, Seed Shao. But um, we've uh, installed the ESP32 Pico V203 um, onto the back along with a um, USB to serial converter, the CP2102 or 04. And um, what's really cool about that chip, the, the ESP32 Pico, is it's basically an ESP32, the dual core Tensilica chip you know and love. It's got Wi-Fi, it's got Bluetooth Classic, it's got Bluetooth Low Energy, and it also shoves like the crystal and a bunch of passives and all these other things that you need. So you see there's actually like not a lot of stuff on the back. There's, you know, a couple capacitors, um, there's the reset circuitry, and there's the um, Scilab's uh, CP2102 chip, but really, um, you don't need a lot of stuff because it's kind of like all packed into that one chip, including um, eight megabytes of flash and two megabytes of PSRAM, which is great. It means you can do a lot of very advanced IoT projects because you've got a lot of flash and memory. Inclu not only do you have that, um, you know, 512, I think, K of SRAM, but you've got two megabytes of PSRAM as well. And then on the top, we've got the USB-C for uploading and data. Um, the boot button and the reset button, if you ever need to, um, the boot button can be used as a user button. It's connected to GPIO zero, which after the program's booted, you can use that as an input button. Um, it's got a 3.3 volt regulator. It's got a little NeoPixel with power control um, and the antenna. And we 
um, you know, made sure that this can be used in low power mode so you can turn off the NeoPixel uh, and go into deep sleep and use about 70 microamps and we verified that with our um, power monitor PPK2, which we really love. Um, and then one of the demos that we wanted to show was, um, just because it's fun to show it off, is um, it's, you know, it's a pretty powerful chip and there's a lot of memory. So um, we built this demo, hold on, doesn't like the screen, um, where you can play, um, here, maybe you can hold this for me. You can play um, Nintendo games and emulate Doom or, it's actually really hard to play through the screen. Hold on. I gotta re restart. Yeah. I really like Arkanoid. I hate it when I get to the arcade and I'd have to like pay 25 cents to play Arkanoid. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now I can play anytime. Okay, okay. hold on. Okay, it just went blurry, so. Oh no, sorry. Okay, so. Uh, but on the back, Oh wait, it. let me go to the back and then I'll, um, I'll focus lock this thing. Okay, so on the back, um, you've got the Cutie Pie, so you can just plug it into um, a breadboard or header. Um, and anything that's, the reason I was like showing the, the emulator demo is basically anything that is designed for the ESP32, which is like thousands and billions of projects, will run. It's got the ADC outputs, the DAC outputs. Um, you can run I2S on it. It's got the high-speed SPI pins. Um, so kind of everything, just a little bit of everything you need to do IoT projects. And of course, a STEM IQT port on the front. Uh, you can plug I2C sensors onto it to make you know, more advanced. Um, you can add GPIO expanders if you want more GPIO, um, or you can add um, sensors that you can then send to um, your IoT service. And that's new products this week. Okay, y'all, if we still have some in stock, don't forget CutiePie Pico is the code. Um, as someone pointed out, it looks like we still have some Nordic NRF PPK2 power profile kits, so you might be able to pick we one do. of those up and get a discount. We have, we, um, we worked very hard to get them. Yeah, <laughs> so post up your questions over in Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord. I got a couple lined up, and uh, now we're going to do some top secret. And uh, first up, I'm going to uh, play a little video that we just shot of the SAMD 51 pretty pins. All right, Lena, what is this? Hey, I wanted to work on some pretty pin stuff while the picking places are running. This is a SAMD 51, so what I've been doing is going through the massive data sheet and turning this table, massive table with all the different things you can do with every pin, into a spreadsheet so you can see every type of pin usage and all the pin names are now in a pretty spreadsheet um, and then I got it working with uh, pretty pins so you can see every pin here has all of the counters and the um, PCC lines and the I2S and if it has canvas and uh, special capabilities and analog pins all labeled out so we can make these really beautiful um, fritzing generated pretty pins diagrams for the SAMD51 family. Okay, and then uh, I, I thought, so we, we posted this, um, you know, here's a board that we're working on, and then I put the text in TikTok, so I'm just going to let TikTok say it. QTPY with CH552 Ultra Low Cost Microcontroller. Any CH55X experts out there who want to take a look and see if we got it all wired right? Anything we missed? So what is this, Lady Ada? 
Um, so this is a cutie pie, and I thought it would be interesting to make one with this CH552, which is um, this 8051, like ultra low cost, like 30 cent microcontroller, and I thought it would be kind of funny. Um, this is a single-sided cutie pie that uses this chip. Um, I've never used it, but, um, you know, I was like, well, what's the cheapest cutie pie you could make? And it would be like using this component. So, um, you know, I just whipped it up uh, on Tuesday, and I thought I'd post it up and see what people thought of it. Okay. Yeah, we have this schematic, and I did a blog post, and you can check out. And, you know, if you're an expert and you have a lot of thoughts about this, now's your chance. Um, and then we're working on the uh, Cube project. So here's another preview of of the latest and greatest. You can see very QB. QB things. Yeah. Just Cuban. Doing stuff and things. And that is this week's top secret. Okay, let's go over to the questions. Like I said, we do those over on Discord, and I have a couple lined up, ready to go. Lady Ada, first okay. up. Okay, um, some time ago, I th thought I heard you saying there was a project to have some Arduino sketches behave similarly like CircuitPython to where you could drag not only code, but extras like MP3 files over to a board such as an ESP32XX. Is this something still in the future of workarounds for SD cards? The way to go. Um, well, with Teeny USB, you can do that. Um, we have anything that supports Teeny USB, you can use a Teeny USB Arduino library. And um, you can have mass storage uh, with Flash or with SD or with you know, QSPY. So we have used it a couple of times. Like, in fact, the um, ESP whole project that JP did, um, you create the file system with CircuitPython, but then in Arduino, it shows up as a disk drive and you can drag um, the host file on and off. Okay, there's a previous question. Is this show live? Yes. Um, next up, have you worked with the HX711 load cell amp ADC before? I've been working with the project with a pile of 25 cents AliExpress. HX711 boards made a CircuitPython driver for it. Coming to the community bundle soon, yay. And it's pretty dang useful for how inexpensive it is. I have not used them. Okay. Well, thank you, 560. That but thank looks, you for writing a driver. Yeah. I, I just haven't used it before. Yeah. Um, There's thousands of chips. When you get this going, pop on to the show and tell and uh, show us what you did. That'd be kind of cool. Um, question, the PN532 shield doesn't read with Adafruit Metro ESP32 30, uh, S2. Any plans for integration? I'm trying to make a Wi-Fi connected RFID reader. Um, it probably doesn't work because the ESP32 S2 has really messed up uh, I2C right now. Uh, so you could try putting it into SPI mode. Um, or just try a different uh, reader or a different um, chip. Just the ESP32-S2 is, is still going through revisions for I2C support. Okay, this is a question for you, Lady Ada. Did the education and MIT help on the manufacturing business and logistic aspects of Adafruit, or was it through the School of Hard Knocks? Impressive work by you and your team. Um, MIT does not really teach you how to run a business. It's a completely separate skill than engineering, but they're very good at teaching you about engineering, which just have, you know, which is still useful. Um, and it's good to know, but the actual, you know, managing of a company is, is a different skill set. Okay. Um, next up, uh, do, 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 do. oh, the cube that we showed, are they held together with magnetics? Yeah. Yes, there are some magnets and yeah. some are magnetic. Even though this is top secret, I don't mind showing that because it wouldn't be that fun if this was like, okay, you can't open it up. We wanted to make it easy. So that's that. Um, question. 
Adafruit. I've got a PM 2.5 stem air quality sensor working with a Raspberry Pi, but when I tried to connect it to an ESP32 S2 Cutie Pi, I get an error. What's the best way to open a bug? I posted on the help with CircuitPython Discord channel so far. Um, you can open up an issue on GitHub, but again, the ESP32 S2 um, is having a lot of I2C issues right now, and so it may just be that chip is, uh, you know, buggy with I2C, um, and you could try a different chip for now. Okay. And I think, let me just make sure I'll get some other chats. Um, magnets, how do those work? You want to just do a general hello magnet? I don't know how they work. Really? No. They're quite weird. We, I mean, like, I'll leave it to the you, chat. Do you understand magnetic forces? I understand our description of it. There's pulls, there's alignment. On yeah, how but things... like, why? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we're part of this universe. It, it, it can only be this at this yeah. point. Um, but if anyone has a really good uh, overview or description, you know, one thing, uh, I know it's easy to dunk on like YouTube, but they have a lot of good explainer videos. Like, once, might... a, like once in a while, like I'm just like, oh, how do I explain this concept? And usually over the course of the last decade, um, what's those cartoony ones, Kurzweil, or what's the, it's the ones, it's the person who did the cartoon in front of the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's like a really neat cartoon series. Anyway, someone in the I channel. I do not know. know. Okay. Um, all right, so we got to that question that folks asked. Someone said post up in the forums for that other one if you can't uh, get any assistance real time in Discord and uh, open up an issue uh, on GitHub for that particular one. So I think that is all the questions. That's it. All right. Those are our questions Thanks, for everybody. tonight. All right, uh, don't forget the code is cutiepie, Pico. 10% off in the Adafruit store. Uh, special thanks to Justin May, who's running the chat and more behind the scenes. Special thanks to our team, our community, our customers. Big hug report to the team that got up. I think we got 300 plus like Raspberry Pis out today. Yes. So don't forget to um, verify your account and do two-factor authentication, yes. and you can get a Raspberry Pi. We're doing something to make it fair and easy for anyone to get a Raspberry Pi because we know there's a shortage. So this is what uh, we've been doing. It's been working out. Um, this has been an Adafruit production. We'll see everybody next week. Here is your moment of Zener. Thanks, everybody.